The mainstream media vent their daddy issues by baselessly smearing teenagers from Covington High School. We will analyze the leftist character assassins and the quasi-conservatives who aided and abetted the slander. Then, to make two contrived leftist non-traversies in two days, the media assail our very own Ben Shapiro for refusing to murder a baby. Finally, Martin Luther King goes to the mountaintop. I'm Michael Knowles, and this is The Michael Knowles Show. This Covington High School story, what the media and the left and a lot of conservatives and the Catholic Church and what just about everybody has done to these kids who were wearing MAGA hats and minding their own business in Washington, D.C., is the most disturbing story that I have seen in a very long time. We will go through it point by point. But first, let's make a little bit of money, honey, with Joybird. Have you heard about the revolution in online furniture shopping and Joybird, the company behind it all? Joybird is wonderful. Joybird believes that you should never settle when it comes to your home furnishings and that you should always have the freedom to be boldly original. I love Joybird. I have this beautiful chair from Joybird in a very cool green color. I can't quite describe it. I don't know. It reminds me of home. It reminds me of the East Coast. I just had my in-laws in over the weekend. And so, you know, you want to have the apartment looking nice and everything. And they both complimented this chair. It is super nice, and I have Joybird to thank for it. Uh, you can turn your ideas into reality with hundreds of styles and options from mid-century modern to contemporary classics. They are customizable in an amazing array of fabric choices from rich buttery leather and plush velvets to every color imaginable. Wide range of kid and pet friendly upholstery options available. When I got my furniture, when I got this nice chair, uh, I of course instantly spilled something on it and I was, v- I was very lucky that the fabric was fairly resistant to the liquid. I was able to get it out very quickly. Just fabulous furniture. See how Joybird is revolutionizing online furniture shopping. Uh, If you don't love your Joybird, return it for a full refund, but you won't want to. Free returns within two weeks of delivery. Create the furniture that brings you joy today at joybird.com slash mks. That is joybird.com slash mks and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using the code mks. Let's get right into this. Non-traversies abounding and the child abuse that occurred at the hands of the media, at the hands of the Catholic Church, at the hands of many conservative pundits, at the hands of politicians, at the hands of uh, this Native American charlatan, Nathan Phillips, at the hands of the black Israelites, which we'll get to in a second. They're this wacky black supremacist group that coincidentally I've actually spent a fair bit of time speaking to in person during my times in New York and D.C., Uh, the, the child abuse that went around at the hands of these people is absolutely repulsive. It was the biggest Twitter pylon mob that I had seen since Friday when they tried to do it to Ben. Here is the viral clip that everybody was reacting to, just to give you some context. You can see in this clip, what you can see in this clip is... This kid is staring at this Native American fellow who's banging a drum right in the kid's face, inches from his face. And the kid there is just sort of smiling in a bemused way. A lot of the kids in the background are just standing around, not doing anything. A couple of them are kind of bopping around to the drum beat. And that's, that's about it. Uh, some of them are wearing Make America Great Again hats. And that's it. And the kid has just got a sort of bemused look on his face. Now, I've been to a ton of political rallies. I have been there as, an, as a political 
campaign aide. I've been there as covering the rallies. I've been there getting comment. I've been there as a speaker where there have been protests or whatever. When people come up to you, when crazy people come up to you with drums yelling in your face, anything you do can be portrayed as wrong. If you get in his face, that's portrayed as wrong. If you push him away from you, that's portrayed as wrong. If you're frowning, that looks a little strange. So one of, one of the only ways to react is to sort of have a bemused look on your face. That shows that you have a bit of sense of humor about politics. That clip goes around. All of a sudden, people lose their minds over this. Reza Aslan, he's a cannibal from CNN. I don't mean this in a hyperbolic way. He is a cannibal. He ate human brains one time and then talked about it on television. He is a, a CNN contributor. He said that he had never seen a more punchable face than this kid. And then how old is the kid? 16 or something? I don't even know how old he is. He says he really, that's the most punchable face I've ever seen because Reese Aslan has never looked in a mirror, so he doesn't, I guess that, that kid was number one for him. Immediately on Twitter, Uber Facts put, puts up a, a tweet. They say, a group of students from Covington Catholic High School were mocking Nathan Phillips, that's the Indian guy, a Vietnam veteran as he was singing the AIM song during the Indigenous People's March. Doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on, this is unacceptable. And then that's where everyone starts piling in. It's unacceptable. So the first question when you see that real clip, the, the viral clip is, how did this start? Okay, so all we see is this Indian guy and this MAGA kid uh, face-to-face and the, and the Indian guy banging a drum right in the kid's face. You say, how did this start? Was the Indian guy there minding his own business, banging his drum, doing whatever, and then all the kids swarmed around him and this MAGA kid gets right in his face? Is that what happened? Or were the kids minding their own business and then the Indian guy comes up and gets in their face? It's unclear, so you want to know what exactly happened. I'll show you the fuller video in a second. But to show you how this goes all around the world, how a lie gets around the world before the truth can put its pants on, here is just one story from just CNN. Everyone else covered this too. Just CNN, the anatomy of a fake news story. Here's how they open it. We are hearing from a Native American elder and Vietnam War veteran speaking to CNN after a disturbing viral video shows a group of teens harassing and mocking him in the nation's capital. And this was on Friday on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial when he saw a clash erupting between a group of teenage students. Okay, so just the viral clip. I'm not even saying, unfortunately for these fake news people, for this charlatan Indian elder, whatever, Nathan Phillips, and for the black Israelite, black supremacists, unfortunately, and for the fake news, unfortunately for them, other people took video. See, they didn't think that the whole video would ever come out, so they could have pushed their narrative. But even from just that clip that was going around, do you see the kids taunting the Native American man? What is he, how is he taunting? Actually, the thing that the kid is being uh, criticized for is for not doing anything. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't move. He doesn't do anything. He's standing there doing nothing with a bemused look on his face while some lunatic named Nathan Phillips starts banging a drum in his face. Let me tell you something. I'm a very peaceable guy. I'm a very nice guy. If somebody starts banging a drum in my face, he will not be banging it for very long. I would not have the restraint to stand there while some guy is banging some stupid instrument in my face, uh, uh, uninvited. Uh, This kid showed remarkable restraint, remarkable respect for his elders. Would that we all had that sort of uh, reverence and and that, that sort of wherewithal not to do it. 
How is it portrayed on CNN? I don't know that woman's name on CNN. If I would, I would love to say her name on the air to shame her for what was a truly shameful segment. Uh, She says they were taunting him. Show me the taunting. Where's the taunting? Can anybody get me a photo of the taunting, a clip of the taunting? I don't think so. Uh, Also, where is this? Where is this taking place? What are the circumstances? She doesn't say it. She's saying that they're they're mocking him, they're assaulting him. Where does it begin? We'll see that in just one second. Then she goes on. This was on Friday on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial when he saw a clash erupting between a group of teenage students and four African-American young men preaching about the Bible and oppression. Four African-American young men preaching about the Bible and oppression. So now we've got three groups. We've got the teenagers who are there wearing MAGA hats, waiting for their bus. They're by the Lincoln Memorial, waiting for their bus to come. You've got this Indian guy who's banging a drum in the kid's face. You then have this third group just introduced, which are called the Black Israelites or the Hebrew Israelites. They have a few different terms they use. These are guys who I ran into in New York years ago, and I actually got into a long conversation with them. They think that whites are the devil. They hate the Jews. They hate everyone but black people, and they think that the blacks are the real Jews. So the Jews are not the Jews, they're the fake Jews, and the blacks are the Jews, they're the real descendants of the tribes of Israel. There are not very many of these guys. I actually get kind of a kick out of them, because they're spewing this vile racist hatred, but then you talk to them, and they, they're, they're like kind of funny in this quaint, they're like a throwback to this era uh, that is gone, this era of kind of crazy Uh, in awful race relations that thankfully has been neutered. And thankfully we don't really have that anymore. So the, I think there are about 20,000 of these guys in the whole country. So when you see them, you just sort of think, huh, thank goodness we don't have that anymore. Thank goodness they're not more widespread. Uh, And so I I have actually talked to these guys at length and I said, what, you don't like me because I'm a white guy? They say, well, the white people are the devils. White people are awful. I said, why? You seem to like me. I I don't know. I'm a nice enough guy. They said, well, where are you from? I said, "Uh, I don't know. I'm half English and half Sicilian. He goes, oh, Sicilian, that's fine. That means you're descended from the Moors. That's okay. You're African. Don't worry. You're okay. You're my fratello. So, okay, that's fine. So, they're, you know, they're, these guys are just lunatics who stand in the street and spout this, uh, this awful racial rhetoric. Uh, they're there mocking these kids. They're calling them a, a uh, slur for gay people. They're calling them incest babies. They're mocking a black kid who went to this high school who was with the group. They're saying, they were saying that the white kids from the school were going to steal the black kids' organs. I don't, they're just lunatics. I mean, they're just crazy people uh, that you see in D.C. and New York. So the one thing they don't do is preach about the Bible. Here's just an example of what they say. With that racist garbage on, look at these dirty crackers. Can't stand in a damn sun for five minutes. Why you don't build the damn wall? Can't stand in a damn sun. Let me ask y'all something. Y'all want to build a wall for Mexico's? When's the last time you ever seen a Mexican, a Hispanic, a Native American, or a Negro shoot up a school? Yeah, crickets. 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 That's right. Look at that scattered off of that one. They scattered off of that one. They look like they're about to shoot Look at that Israel. They gone off of that. Look at that mob of these dirty animals. They gone. 
That's how you dismiss them. That's right. The truth gonna be told whether y'all wanna hear it or not. Thus saith the Lord. How does CNN report that? Four young African-American men preaching about the Bible. That's how CNN reports on the black Israelites. So now you have to ask, are the people at CNN the stupidest people on the face of the earth, totally ignorant of anything, or are they liars? Spoiler alert, they're liars. That's what they are. They're liars. This segment was slander. It was defamation. These kids should sue them for everything they're worth. It was horrific. It goes on though. Don't worry. We have a lot more. But first, let me just check in on my time. It's time to thank Movement, our wonderful sponsor. Movement Watches, founded on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank. They've sold almost 2 million watches worldwide by bringing quality designs at fair prices. I gave one of these to my dad for Christmas. Uh, He loves it. I love mine. I get compliments on it all the time. I wear the Atlas Revolver. They have a ton of great stuff, though. And they they always have new designs coming out, and I always want the new design, but I haven't gotten it yet. The one I I really like is the Arc. They have a new automatic watch, so it's not a battery-powered watch. It's uh, automatic movement. Really stylish. Uh, I I love it. I just love it. Love the products. They look really good. This was a crowdfunded startup. Uh, it was started by college dropouts, and now it's one of the biggest watch companies in the world. Uh, they start at just 95 bucks. If you were in a department store, you could pay four or 500 bucks, maybe more for the, uh, for the automatic watches, mechanical watches. Um, they have clean design. It's really minimalist, uh, really high quality products. And you can get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash covfefe, C-O-V-F-E-F-E. Movement is launching new styles on their site all the time. Check it out at mvmt.com slash covfefe, C-O-V-F-E-F-E, and join the movement. So CNN now, you've already seen how dishonest this is. They refer to these guys who are calling the uh, white kids animals, uh, uh, calling them slurs for homosexuals, calling them all these awful things, incest babies. They refer to them as African-American men preaching about the Bible. Uh, As though Osama bin Laden, he was just a Middle Eastern man preaching about the Quran. You know, uh, Adolf Hitler was just a a German fellow preaching about government reform, wasn't he? Uh, We're talking about uh, uh, rather different things. So, it actually gets even more dishonest, if you can believe it. It goes on. When I was there and I was standing there and I seen that group of people in front of me and I seen the angry faces and, and all of that, I, I realized I had put myself in a really dangerous situation, you know. It was like, here's a group of people who were angry at somebody else and I put myself in front of that and all of a sudden I'm the one who's all that anger and all that wanting to have the freedom to just rip me apart, you know, that was scary. That, and, and I, I'm a Vietnam Times veteran and, and I know that mentality of there's enough of us, we can do this. Okay, so he said he was ripped apart. Does he look like he was ripped apart? Did you see, you saw the video. Was he being ripped apart at all? I don't think he was. He's, he's 
Uh, maybe he could have been ripped apart by the black Israelites. Those guys are pretty tough hombres. But those kids didn't do anything. And this guy, Nathan Phillips, this charlatan, this liar, goes on television and intentionally lies about these kids. He's not, a, they're trying to, some people are trying to rehabilitate Nathan Phillips and the media. They say, oh, maybe he just misunderstood. Maybe he was miscommunicating. He wasn't miscommunicating anything. He's a liar who went on television and slandered these kids and they should sue the pants off him too. They should sue him and take his drum with them. Uh, he, he also uses a strange phrase. He says, I'm a Vietnam Times veteran. So I don't know, he's being portrayed as a Vietnam veteran uh, if he's a Vietnam veteran, thank you for your service. Appreciate it. Love it whenever anyone goes out and, and defends my freedom. That's a strange phrase, Vietnam Times veteran. I don't know what that means. Also, no angry chance. Also, who approached whom? Fortunately for us, we have the video. And actually, it was Nathan Phillips, the Indian guy with the drum, who approached the kids. That's right. Here come Gad. Here come Gad. So this is all being filmed by the black Israelites. You can see, you can hear the black Israelites in the background because they're the ones filming. Look at the hats. Look at the hats. We ain't taking. Look. Here you can see Nathan Phillips is the guy leading the charge, doing something with his voice and then banging on the drum, walking straight up to the kids marching up with them, with a whole posse behind him, a lot of people filming. It was a total setup, and it was a setup by this lying charlatan named Nathan Phillips, aided and abetted by the mainstream media. Uh, he says at the end of that clip, he says, it reminded me of, of the Vietnam times, this mentality of if there's enough of us, we can do this. It's amazing how self-aware that statement is, because what he's really talking about is the setup and the sham that he instigated that was uh, abetted by everybody else in the media and the conservative movement, the Catholic Church, everybody, to set up these kids, to lie about what they did, to try to ruin their lives, to try to get them expelled from school explicitly. And, and, to, and CNN gives him even more time, even more lies. Then Phillips describes the tense moments now being replayed over and over again online when a young man got right in his face. Watch. When I started going forward and that mass of groups of people started separating and, and, and separating and moving aside to allow me to move out of the way or to proceed, this young fella put himself in front of me and wouldn't move. And so I could, if I took another step, I would be putting my, my person into his presence, into his space, and I would have touched him. And that would have been the, the thing that the group of people would have needed to spring on me. Oh, wow. Can you imagine how vicious and awful these kids could have been in Nathan Phillips's imagination? Can you imagine the awful crimes they committed in this lunatic's imagination? He said that the kid put himself in Nathan Phillips's space. You just saw Nathan Phillips leading all of these other guys directly to the kids. He went, he targeted the kids exactly, went right up to them. It's not that the kid was in his way and he couldn't get around him. He marched right at him. If the kid had moved, this lunatic probably would have moved as well. And then in his mind, you see, because what the kids did in reality is absolutely nothing other than stand there and not flinch and smile and not take the drum, which he probably should have done and thrown it over the guy's head. 
That's what happened in reality. What happened in Nathan Phillips's imagination is they were just waiting to pounce and rip him apart. And it was a total fraud and a lie. And CNN pushed it like, uh, like the narratives that it always does. This is how terrifying it is. My main takeaway watching this last night in horror, watching the media pile on, is that Trump was right. The fake news media, the media that construct fake narratives, intentionally fake narratives, is the enemy of the people. They are the enemy of the people. That's true. Certainly they are the enemy of those people. They're the enemy of the truth. They're the enemy of justice. They're trying to ruin these little kids' lives, get them expelled from school. But of course, they weren't the only ones. Liz Warren, of course, piled on. She had to defend her people. Liz Warren tweeted, quote, Omaha elder and Vietnam veteran Nathan Phillips endured hateful taunts with dignity and strength, then urged us all to do better. None of that happened. That's just completely untrue. The mayor of this town, where the school is from, Covington, the mayor denounced them immediately. The diocese, the Roman Catholic diocese of Covington, denounced them immediately, said that what they did was contrary to Christianity and the teachings of Christ. Immediately. Here's what Laura Deemer, the spokesman for the Roman Catholic diocese of Covington, said. Immediately, on a 30-second clip, hadn't seen anything, said, quote, we condemn the actions of the Covington Catholic high school students toward Nathan Phillips, specifically in Native Americans in general. We extend our deepest apologies to Mr. Phillips. This behavior is opposed to the church's teachings on the dignity and respect of the human person. The matter is being investigated and we will take appropriate action up to and including expulsion. So she admits in her stupid statement that she doesn't have any of the facts because the investigation is being conducted. They haven't conducted it. They've just responded to a tweet, but they immediately condemn their own kids, their own students. And they, they say that this guy, Nathan Phillips, a total fraud, is, is some wonderful man and they apologize to him. Despicable. Uh, another, a Catholic priest, James Martin, a Jesuit priest. He's a very popular on social media, very left wing. He tweeted out immediately, again, no facts, no waiting, no reserve judgment, no who am I to judge that we always hear from, uh, from the, our, our Pope and, uh, and probably from James Martin himself. He says, tweet, uh, quote, I am as disgusted by the contemptuous laughter of the mass of students as I am moved by the quiet dignity of the solitary man who continues to chant. Those students could learn much from this elder if they had chosen to or if they choose to. Give me a break. Even conservatives even conservatives piled on. The uh, National Review sent out uh, an article immediately. It said, the Covington students might as well have spit on the cross. That was by Nicholas Frankovich. Fortunately, National Review took that piece down. Uh, uh, finally, they took that piece down when uh, the new video totally exonerated the kids. Rod Dreher, Robbie George, a lot of conservatives came out. Now, fortunately, those conservatives apologized. The difference is, the mayor of Covington hasn't apologized. The diocese of Covington hasn't apologized. James Martin hasn't apologized. There was a, an archbishop, archbishop, uh, what is his name? Gosh, his name escapes me. He sent out, uh, I think he's archbishop around Louisville. He sent out a tweet condemning the kids and all of that. None of them have apologized. And actually what James Mar Father James Martin did was he just tweeted out, he's, he he's went on this rant, this sort of rambling rant about how there were different perspectives and, you know, how can we really know and different, different narratives. And then he says, quote, this teachable moment can offer us, if we are both open and humble, important lessons about racism and marginalization, about 
about dialogue and encounter and about truth and reconciliation during this coming week, which is, believe it or not, Catholic Schools Week. He said he would be happy to apologize if, you know, if there's some reason to do it, if it turns out they're good and moral Christians. Uh, He says if we're open, if we're open and humble enough for the teachable moment, the teachable moment is for you, Father Martin, you rushed to judgment. You, in your haste to tweet, condemned a group of Catholic school students who did absolutely nothing wrong, and in fact, who were the only people who behaved appropriately. Out of all of them, out of the charlatan Indian elder uh, Nathan Phillips, out of the black Israelites spewing hatred at those students, the only one, the only group of people to behave well were those students. And you, Father Martin, owe them an apology. And you don't, you shouldn't use mealy-mouthed platitudes to get out of it and say, oh, there were different narratives. There aren't. There, there, are, there, there are two narratives, I guess. The one that you pushed and the truth. And you should apologize for getting it wrong. You should apologize for rushing to judgment. And, and you should apologize for what is actually not a, a vice uh, unique to you, but was, was taken up by all of the media uh, on the right and the left. It was taken up by politicians, which is this outrageous self-aggrandizement, even at the cost of the truth, even at the cost of the reputation of these kids who did nothing wrong. The actual teachable moment comes from BuzzFeed. Uh, BuzzFeed, uh, Ann Peterson at BuzzFeed, a senior culture writer over there, tweeted out, I have watched all the videos. You can understand that the situation was more complex than the first video and still recognize why the sight of that face caused a visceral reaction in so many. The sight of that face. She's talking about the kid. And she is admitting the obvious pretty disgusting, but she's admitting the obvious. The left holds a categorical hatred for white men. The sight of that face, what's that face? It's the face of a young white man. She's not saying the experience of his character. She's not saying the reading his thoughts. It has not, it is purely physical. The sight of that face and the purely physical characteristics are he's a young white man and she hates him because the left hates young white men. They hate them. The the left is creating a white racial consciousness. All of us, conservatives, left-wingers, we we talk about how bad that is. I don't want to politics that is primarily racial. I think that's terrible. The left is creating it. Sam Francis, the the columnist, uh, predicted this decades ago. He said if the left continues to embrace uh, leftist identity politics, they're going to create a white racial consciousness. Sam Francis actually encouraged it to happen he thought it, the culture was already too, too far gone to avoid it. The left has created that. They, there were tweets going around of a juxtaposition between this kid uh, and, and Judge Kavanaugh. And they said, see, it's, the, it's just awful. It's because they hate white guys. It's a really bizarre thing. The worst thing you can be in our intersectional culture is a white guy, according to this ideology. That's the worst thing because they're the oppressors. They're the worst. They're, they're uh, patriarchs. They're uh, the worst people on the face of the earth. That's the worst thing you, you could possibly be in this culture. I guess, no, a straight white guy would be, I guess a straight white guy who thinks that he's a male. That's the worst thing. According to them. We have another, we have the most important teachable moment in a second. But first, let's make a little money, honey, with Purple Mattress. Purple Mattress. You know I love them. I'm a proselytizer for Purple Mattress. Purple is the greatest bed I've ever slept on. Purple is not quite a, a memory foam. It's not quite an inner spring mattress. It is this new technology. It was developed by a rocket scientist. It is both hard 
and firm and soft at the same time. That doesn't sound like it makes sense. It does. It is the best night's sleep I've ever had. I've never really slept well. I do sleep well now. I just love it. I can't say enough about it, this great mattress. Get it immediately. You won't regret it. 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund backed by 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns. You won't want to return it. You're going to love Purple. Right now, my listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text COFEFE, C-O-V-F-E-F-E, to 474747. The only way to get this free pillow is to text COFEFE, C-O-V-F-E-F-E, to 474747. What is it? C-O-V-F-E-F-E. 474747. Message and data rates apply. The teachable moment here for conservatives and for the clergy is to stop being so self-aggrandizing. The the defining sin, I guess the queen of all sins is pride, and it's particularly pronounced in our time. Pride, vanity, ego. We have pride parades, not just for gay people, for everybody. We have shout your abortion pride. We have self-love. We have uh, uh, constant self-referential tropes in our culture, pride, vanity, ego, self-aggrandizement. And that's why all these guys from the clergy to the diocese of Covington, to the conservatives, to National Review, which thankfully took down that awful piece. It's all about pride. It's all about self-aggrandizement. It's about, regardless of the truth, regardless of the facts, regardless of the potential victims here, it's about showing, see, I'm good. I'm really good. I'm better than these people. I'm so good. Aren't I good? I'm Look at me, look at me, look at me. That's what it's about. And we should take a break from that. Pride is a very bad thing. It goeth before destruction and uh, haughty spirit before a fall. Another teachable moment for everybody here. The fake news media are horrendous. They are horrific. They'll do it to everybody. They will do this to anybody. I'll show you how they do it to Ben in a second. But before we cut to the break, I do want to read. This is the statement from the kid. Uh, His name is... uh, Gosh, what is his name? Sandman, I believe. Nathan Sandman. Nick. Nick Sandman. Nathan is the Indian guy. Nick Sandman, I believe is his name. This is what he wrote. Uh, He sent it to CNN, had to run it. I'll read it in full because the media won't give this guy airtime. I am providing this factual account of what happened on Friday afternoon at the Lincoln Memorial to correct misinformation and outright lies being spread about my family and me. I am the student in the video who was confronted by the Native American professor. I arrived at the Lincoln Memorial at 4.30 p.m. I was told to be there by 5.30 p.m. when our buses were due to leave Washington for the trip back to Kentucky. We had been attending the March for Life rally and then had split up into small groups to do sightseeing. When we arrived, we noticed four African-American protesters who were also on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. I'm not sure what they were protesting, and I did not interact with them. I did hear them direct derogatory insults at our school group. The protesters said hateful things. They called us racists, bigots, white crackers, uh, a a British term for cigarettes, which is a slur for homosexuals, and incest kids. They also taunted an African-American student from my school by telling him that we would harvest his organs. I have no idea what that insult means, but it was startling to hear. Because we were being loudly attacked and taunted in public, a student in our group asked one of our teacher chaperones for permission to begin our school spirit chants to counter the hateful things that were being shouted at our group. The chants are commonly used at sporting events. They are all positive in nature and sound like what you would hear at any high school. Our chaperone gave us permission to use our school chants. We would not have done that without obtaining permission from the adults in charge of our group. 
At no time did I hear any student chant anything other than the school spirit chants. I did not witness or hear any students chant build that wall or anything hateful or racist at any time. Assertions to the contrary are simply false. Our chants were loud because we wanted to drown out the hateful comments that were being shouted at us by the protesters. After a few minutes of chanting, the Native American protesters who I hadn't previously noticed approached our group. The Native American protesters had drums and were accompanied by at least one person with a camera. The protester everyone has seen in the video began playing his drum as he waded into the crowd, which parted for him. I did not see anyone try to block his path. He locked eyes with me and approached me, coming within inches of my face. He played his drum the entire time he was in my face. I never interacted with this protester. I did not speak to him. I did not make any hand gestures or other aggressive moves. To be honest, I was startled and confused as to why he had approached me. We had already been yelled at by another group of protesters, and when the second group approached, I was worried the situation was getting out of control where adults were attempting to provoke teenagers. I believe that by remaining motionless and calm, I was helping to diffuse the situation. I realized everyone had cameras and that perhaps a group of adults was trying to provoke a group of teenagers into a larger conflict. I said a silent prayer that the situation would not get out of hand. During the period of the drumming, a member of the protesters' entourage began yelling at a fellow student that we stole our land and that we should go back to Europe. I heard one of my fellow students begin to respond. I motioned to my classmate and tried to get him to stop engaging with the protester as I was still in the mindset that we needed to calm down tensions. I never felt like I was blocking the Native American protester. He did not make any attempt to go around me. It was clear to me that he had singled me out for a confrontation, although I'm not sure why. The engagement ended when one of our teachers told me the buses had arrived and it was time to go. I obeyed my teacher and simply walked to the buses. At that moment, I thought I had diffused the situation by remaining calm and I was thankful nothing physical had occurred. I never understood why either of the two groups of protesters were engaging with us or exactly what they were protesting at the Lincoln Memorial. We were simply there to meet a bus, not become central players in a media spectacle. This is the first time in my life I've encountered any sort of public protest, let alone this kind of confrontation or demonstration. I was not intentionally making faces at the protester. I did smile at one point because I wanted him to know that I was not going to become angry, intimidated, or be provoked into a larger confrontation. I'm a faithful Christian and practicing Catholic, and I always try to live up to the ideals my faith teaches me, to remain respectful of others, and to take no action that would lead to conflict or violence. I harbor no ill will for this person. I respect this person's right to protest and engage in free speech activities, and I support his chanting on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial any day of the week. I believe he should rethink his tactics of invading the personal space of others, but that is his choice to make. I am being called every name in the book, including a racist, and I will not stand for this mob-like character assassination of my family's name. My parents were not on the trip, and I strive to represent my family in a respectful way in all public settings. I have received physical and death threats via social media, as well as hateful insults. One person threatened to harm me at school, and one person claims to live in my neighborhood. My parents are receiving death and professional threats because of the social media mob that has formed over this issue. I love my school, my teachers, and my classmates. I work hard to achieve good grades and to participate in extracurricular activities. I am mortified that so many people have come to believe something that did not happen, that students from my school were chanting around acting in a racist fashion toward African Americans or Native Americans. I did not do that, do not have hateful feelings in my heart, and did not witness any of my classmates doing that. I cannot speak for everyone, only for myself, but I can tell you my experience with Covington Catholic is that students are respectful of all races and cultures. We also support everyone's right to free speech. I'm not going to comment on the words or account of Mr. Phillips, as I don't know him and would not presume to know what is in his mind or heart. 
I'll do that instead for him. <laughs> Just a little interjection. Nor am I going to comment further on the other protesters, as I don't know their hearts or minds either. I have read that Mr. Phillips is a veteran of the U.S. Marines. I thank him for his service and I'm grateful to anyone who defends, puts on the uniform to defend our nation. If anyone has earned the right to speak freely, it's a U.S. Marine veteran. I can only speak for myself and what I observed and felt at the time. But I would caution everyone passing judgment based on a few seconds of video to watch the longer video clips that are on the internet as they show a much different story that is being portrayed by people with agendas. I provide this account of events to the Diocese of Covington so they may know exactly what happened, and I stand ready and willing to cooperate with any investigation they are conducting. End of statement. Beautiful statement. The kid acted tremendously well and has my absolute uh, admiration. Really well done. The Diocese of Covington and many of the clergy, including Father James Martin and uh, the Archbishop, whose name escapes me at the moment, probably for... The, for uh, to, to his benefit, and uh, others in the conservative movement, others in the mainstream media, of course, many politicians are, have disappointed me tremendously. It is not that they made the mistake. Some people, I think, made a genuine mistake that was uh, pushed forward by their pride and self-aggrandizement. We all do this. We all make mistakes. We all get it wrong sometimes, and we're all prideful. So I, I actually don't blame them for that. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't mean to disparage uh, any of those people for having pride or for making a mistake. But where they go wrong is that they haven't apologized. The Diocese of Covington, uh, most of the conservative movement actually has apologized and taken down their posts. Scott Adams uh, came out, he said, I'm sorry, I got it totally wrong. National Review pulled down the piece. So uh, they, they mostly did apologize. Diocese of Covington hasn't, Father James Martin hasn't, the Archbishop hasn't, many, many other clergy, I don't mean only to single them out, have not apologized. They have, they're sticking to their guns despite so much exonerating evidence. And that, that is a real shame. That's a scandal that is causing scandal. It is causing scandal not only in the Catholic Church, not only in the town of Covington, but throughout the mainstream media. It's why people have declining trust in politics and in the Catholic Church and in the mainstream media. And uh, that, that is what scandal is. And they are scandalizing all of us and they should stop and they should apologize and they should be humble and they, they'll be forgiven. <laughs> that's, that's a good thing about a graceful society is you can be forgiven but you have to, instead of doubling down or pontificating with vague and stupid platitudes, you should just apologize because you got it wrong. That's that story. Uh, they did it to Ben, too. They did it to Ben. Uh, he made a comment. He was asked a question at the March for Life. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you just see the clip. This is the clip that caused mayhem, according to the mainstream media. Finally, argument number 10. This one has become popular in recent years after the book Freakonomics came out. That argument is that abortion lowers the crime rate. Right? That, all the, that, that what has lowered the crime rate traditionally has been killing all the would-be criminals. First of all, okay, that... I don't know who's comfortable with the pre-crime version of humanity, where we get to decide before you're born whether you're likely to be a criminal and then abort you based on future criminal activity in which you have not participated. Right? The, the, the argument, I guess, here is that would you kill baby Hitler? And the truth is that no pro-life person on earth would kill baby Hitler, right? because baby Hitler wasn't Hitler. Adult Hitler was Hitler. Baby Hitler was a baby. Caused chaos. Caused may. Does anybody disagree with that? No, of course not. But the Huffington Post made this the big story. They were calling for boycotts. This was the big, I, not just because he's my friend. He said nothing wrong. He said, that is, we all would agree with that statement. But this is what they do. BuzzFeed came out, bombshell story on President Trump. Trump 
told his lawyer to lie to Congress. They have their sources from the special counsel investigation. Bob Mueller, the special counsel, makes his first statement in a year to say that the BuzzFeed story is not accurate. This is what they do. This scummy, fake media. This is what they do. They come up with a narrative and then they arrange facts or falsehoods to fit that narrative. That's all they do. And, and it, it would be less egregious. It, it, you know, look, the truth always gets trampled on. That we've come to expect. But now these Covington kids put a face on it. They're trying to ruin these kids' lives to suit their sick false narrative. It's pathetic. It's also Martin Luther King Day. So I want to leave on a, on a happy note, on a, on a note of uh, a real inspiration. This was the speech, the last speech that Martin Luther King gave before the, the night before he was assassinated. And it's, it's one of the remarkable moments in American oratory. It's my favorite moment of his oratory and an uplifting note for us all to end on. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead, but it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop. I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place, but I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know the night that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Get chills every time you watch it. That's our show. We have a lot more to get to. We'll do it tomorrow. I'm Michael Knowles. This is the Michael Knowles Show. See you tomorrow. The Michael Knowles Show is produced by Robert Sterling. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Senior producer, Jonathan Hay. Our supervising producer is Mathis Glover. And our technical producer is Austin Stevens. Edited by Danny D'Amico. Audio is mixed by Dylan Case. Production assistant, Nick Sheehan. Hair and makeup is by Jesua Olvera. The Michael Knowles Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2019. Hey guys, over on the Matt Wall Show today, a group of uh, Catholic schoolboys, I'm sure you heard about this, they have been defamed and slandered, smeared all over the internet, all over the media. So we're going to sift through this, sort through this, and figure out who the real bad guys are in this situation. It's not the, the schoolboys, by the way. Also, a company responded to that Gillette ad with an ad of their own, and it's a pretty great response. So I'll play that for you, too, uh, today over on the Matt Walsh Show.